You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Justified After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Justified After Show. But what? No music? <laughs> there it is. Hey, okay, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another Justified Season 4, Episode 6, Foot Chase is the name of the episode. I am Tamara Berg. I'm joined in studio by Joe Braswell. Hello. Hi, Tamara. And Steve Bottomley. I'm here. You are here in the booth with Stephen Lemieux. How's it going, guys? Well. And we are happy to be talking about Justified tonight. John is not here with us tonight. He has another commitment. He will be with us next week. Sorely missed. Yeah, as always. I'm he going to do brings a- food, so we're very hungry. So you're really missing Starting, him, yeah. right? Well, I'm going to do my best to impersonate him, not really, but try and fill <laughs> his seat. And we're about the same height, so it'll work out just perfectly. <laughs> I can say stuff like that if I want. Okay, foot chase. So let's talk about. You know, we usually pick topics before we go in and sort of follow a storyline. And this episode is kind of getting back to really sort of how season one was, where they were kind of laying out the world and establishing relationships. And I feel like it's that kind of um, mode they're going through again in this episode. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this whole season has been this really fantastic episode, excuse me, this fantastic exercise in nonlinear storytelling. So usually it sort of goes along this, you know, line, a linear line stories do. This one's kind of pooling out, like rippling out. So mm-hmm. rippling out, out is more characters, you know, m- more stories, more people, you know, more mysteries. And I'm assuming that as we get to the halfway point, it'll start to sort of zoom Converge, back in. Converge, right. But, you know, it's really a great method of storytelling because it's sort of every week it's like, who, more people? More this? More more layers? Well, and the other thing is, and who was that guy? And what was that yeah, season from? That. And, you know, you, it really kind of challenges one's brain. Sure. You cannot drink while you're watching this show because no, you not, don't, oh. you miss some of it. I, <laughs> Although it would be a fun drinking game if you took a shot on every great line. Oh, oh goodness. You would not be able to find Absolutely. It. Especially it's, if you were drinking apple pie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, last year, it was like every episode is amped up higher and higher. I mean, last season. Right, last season, yeah. Um, this, they've kind of slowed it down. I agree. And they've just kind of gone, no, we're just going to, we're going to. Just what you were saying. We're just going to open the world up a little bit more. They're opening, but it's actually more contained. Last season, yeah. they had the you know all the different factions coming in. Mm-hmm. You you had you know the the barbecue faction. Right. You, you had the Dixie Mafia faction. You had all these different things going on. Much smaller, 
but they're taking their time to really go into it and deal with it. Yeah, I do feel like this is more the way season one was laid out. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and I really like that storytelling. Um, but as I say, it's, it's a challenge to remember sometimes where people are coming from and what's going on. And yeah. even and if I were just a fan not watching the show for After Buzz, I'd probably still take notes. <laughs> I could follow yeah, everything. Well, yeah. well, what they but do, I love it. and they do well, is they drop you right in the middle. For instance, the opening on this one, we're in Dale's house. Right. Yeah. And if you're going to be thinking about who's Dale and why am I supposed to keep track and was he here before and all that stuff, you just kind of have you just have to sit back and go, I'll find out when I'm supposed to. Right. Exactly. Even when we were watching it, a couple of times I was going, wait, stop. So we go back. You need a chart. Exactly. Exactly. You said mentioned last season. You know, last season seemed like they started wide and just sort of like amped up the amped up the tension and things sort of like the world was closing in and things were getting Mm. tighter and tighter and tighter. Well, this what this is sort of a very they're laying it all out. It's it's a slow, yeah, it's a reverse sort of winding out. And the similar, like I said, we'll we'll get back to the center at some point, but right. So really, I love it. I love love it. In predictions, we're probably going to start talking about body count eventually. Sure, because we're at episode six now. Six episode six. They are really taking their time because they're just doing a body piece by body. Right, exactly. <laughs> Just part by part, little drips you know. of blood here and there. Yeah. One of the things that I loved about this episode was see, watching Shelby and Raylan kind of come together. It's, again, one of those um, uncomfortable alliances sure. where people don't exactly trust each other. And, you know, starting straight off when um, Raylan comes across Benny, the, the kid from the car, mm. and Shelby shows up. Right. Well, yeah. a little bit before that, when they're at the um, crime scene. Oh, yeah, and, of course. And yeah. he's giving his deputies no respect at right. all. Yes. So they set it up that Raylan does not respect the office and yep. he doesn't right. respect any, for good reason. Yep. I mean, they're stumbling around and stuff. Right. St- literally putting their foot in it in right. the uh, crime scene. And, and so they, they now have this challenge of... Rayland just assumes Shelby's dirty because right. of how he got into the office, and he was. Right. But Shelby has this hill he has to climb up, and he says it in the thing. He says, my loyalty is to the law. Mm-hmm. Sure. So now there's, you know, in the classic form, it's a show me, don't do, tell right. me. So you, Shelby has to show Rayland that his loyalty is to the law, and how does he do it? He goes after Boyd. Right. Well, did we, we talked about this last week, really trying to get to the bottom of Shelby's motivations for sort of, you know, yes. from yes. LMA to where he is. And we, we touched on the fact that maybe he really is, you know, uh, has had it. He was really sort of an unwilling mm-hmm. participant in the in the Boyd sort of circus. But And he said it point blank. He sort of answered all of our questions, like like with the line, you know, mm-hmm. I use Boyd to get in office, but my loyalty is to the law. But a question I have, which I'll pose to you guys, is, is he really... Is this about the law or is this about Boyd? Is this a really sort of like, I want to get Boyd? Is this a personal vendetta? Or is he really sort of like, you know... I, I think it's a combination of both. I think, he, I think he feels he can't uphold the law as long as Boyd mm-hmm. is in existence. Is the wild card pl- in right. play. Right. As long as Boyd has power, he will never be able to uphold the law. It, it'll, be, it'll be an empty office. Right. And right. I don't think his pride will allow that. Now, to step up against Boyd, and, and that was a moment that you saw where Raylan kind of looked at him like... You know what you just did. Yeah. Right. And well, so do you believe him when Shelby says he's he, he he's he's a good guy in that sense? I do. You do. I, I do. And uh, the reason I do is because if we're, well, I'll explain in predictions why I do. Okay. But at this moment in time, and again, it's justified. So yeah. tune in next week. Exactly. But, 
Yeah, I really do. I think he is he's he's got Ellen May. He's definitely trying to put a case together. He's trying to, you know, circle those wagons around to figure out how to get Boyd out of the picture for whatever reason. And you know, I, I believe him too because you know Boyd threatened him point blank and sort of said, you know, this is a corner. You turn a corner, you can't walk back around. Right. Uh, you know, Shelby knows what Boyd's what Boyd's capable of. He knows what the Crowder family's capable of. He knows what he's going against. Yes. It seems to not bother him personally. He like he seems to want to take them down. So. And here's the thing: you, you have to you have to play the reality in that. In which case, if he's really not worried about that. You you can't say, well, then Boyd isn't a bad guy. Boyd's a very bad guy. So Shelby, I'm going to figure, knows something beyond what we know in order for him to not be worried about crossing Boyd. Okay, yeah. You know, like he's got an ace in the hole and he's it's all card game analogies with me. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if you think about it, because... Otherwise, yeah, you just cross boys. So how, how, how can you be so confident going into that firestorm? Yeah. Right. Unless so. his ace in the hole is Alan May. I mean, maybe he, he he sort of teased Boyd with that a little bit and, you know, sort of uh, try to try to get something going. Oh, I th- yeah, I think it's going to be um, a showdown with Ellen May and the Sheriff um, Shelby and Boyd and everybody. Because, you know, if you take out Shelby, you still have to get to Ellen May. Sure. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I think everyone's going to come to the table on that one. Um, and they're also still still a little concerned about um, Detroit, the bad guys in Detroit, right? Cause, they showed yeah. up. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So no, that's nice. Just when you think you're rid of them. Now, are they keeping they an eye on things? Or are, they, are, they, are they there to sort of monitor well, the no. situation? Are they there to do- Detroit wants Drew. Detroit is, well, we'll back it up a little bit. Win Duffy yeah. has been... Um, you know, pointed to find Drew mm-hmm. when Duffy turned it over to Boyd. Right. right. So obviously Detroit is being kept abreast, which is why they showed up. They yeah. knew, I guess they were there to collect Josiah. Right. And, you know, work their magic with him. Right. So two things. Um, Josiah is not going to die yet. <laughs> He's no. still going to be, because he knows a lot. Not today. Not today. And uh, they're still setting up the fact that Detroit is on their way. So, you yeah. Know, this was season, this was episode six. Episode six. Right. That's just about right. Yeah, exactly. I'll round halfway through, yep. getting a little sprinkling. But Don't I love how about they them. do that. They lay out a lot of, even though we're saying that it's smaller, but there there are still a lot of storylines here. In order to remind you of that, you just need that one car, and Raylan's saying you're going to find a Detroit credit card. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Oh, that's right. You know, that'll throw your head back to, sure. you know, Win Duffy and all of that, and the guy getting blown away and all that sort of stuff. And, so. of course, Johnny Johnny mentioned, you know, Johnny and Boyd had the conversation about uh, Win and Detroit early on. Mm-hmm. In that very interesting turn where... Uh, Johnny yes. tries to warn Boyd. Yes. Boyd sort of says that line. I mean, Johnny says, uh, or Mr. Boyd says, lucky for me, it isn't you. And I'm like, it is you. It is him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, but yeah, so we'll, but see, I do we'll see how that like, plays out. I do like how they are setting up kind of the father figure with Raylan. Shelby and Raylan. Sh- Shelby and Raylan. Uh-huh. And, and how, you know, he did, they started this episode out with Raylan saying, you know, if you don't mind, I'll just call it bullshit and we'll move on. Uh-huh. They ended it with sort of like a grudging a truce. sort of yeah An you know okay truce, maybe yeah. I'm wrong but I'm not buying into it yet sort of right. thing right and and they kind of did that I think with 
with the various camps. They did it with Shelby and Raylan. They kind of paired them off. Okay, you, right. you two. They we spent some time with Boyd and his group, and 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 also Tim and Mike, Mark. right. Mark. Right, Mark. 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 Well, and but I just just to finish up the right. Raylan and Shelby thing came together because now they have an, a, yet another common enemy mm-hmm. who is Hunter. Hunter mm-hmm. is, is the guy who Josiah says knows where Drew Thompson is. Yeah. Right. Hunter is also the guy who try who uh, w- was also a former sheriff, I believe. Right. And marshal. Or Marshall, former deputy, I think deputy, is what they okay. said, and um, you know called out the hit on Raylan, and this is this is back in season one. Wow, right? They're yeah. re- reaching way back, right? So, but he's been in jail all this time, <laughs> right? Presumably. Well, here's the good news: they're willing to go all the way back to season one to bring these characters back. So right. we may see Dickie again. We may see oh, a lot yes. of cool characters. I hope we see Dickie come again. out. I don't think we're going to see the prison guard again. No, sorry. No, sorry. sorry. No, I, I think he really is gone. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I just really just wrapping up this whole thing about you know Raylan and the dad. I just you know Tim Oliphant. I just you know the acting is just superb. He does so yeah. much with not saying anything. I mean, just his looks, his reactions. I mean, his it, we talked about his his initial reaction to Shelby was like, it was just sort of yeah. on the look of like, what is this guy? I don't know. Yeah. And by the end, and then when he when he had that conversation with Boyd, it was sort of like, oh well, shit, yeah, this guy. And then by the end, it was like, Meh, okay. And I felt all of that. I got a hundred percent of exactly where Raylan's coming from just by yeah. Oliphant sort of acting. And that was fantastic. You know, and I, I think about um, if there's ever a discussion in the writers' room about, you know, do they need a special, a very special episode where where Raylan breaks down, or you know what I mean? Yes. Where, where yeah. it's always, and I wonder if the discussion happens, and if it's like, do we, do we want to do that? You know, I mean, it, to me, that's kind of a very uh, tricky. Right. Thing to do. I, this, this is I what, mean, I, you know, what I love but, about but the show. Good. There's an opening if they wanted to. Yes. If he were to lose two very, very precious things, oh. like a wife and baby. Uh-huh. Oh. I've been predicting for a really long oh. time yeah. now. But I kind of like I'm watching them, and as much as I do enjoy watching them, there is sort of this, you know, okay, you, you need to open that character up a little bit more. Right. You know, and and. Just well, last season, if you'll remember, more. he got a little, you know, off track in the, you know, the violence category. So he, right, he yeah. we know that he can. And he was drinking. Yeah, and we know that he can veer off of the cool cucumber, you know, yeah. guy, um, mo. But I, I think it might be interesting to see that. I, I like that uh, that that thought. I, I actually conversely enjoy really sort of, Ray, you know, Raylan as a character, the, the strong, silent type. The guy you can count on always. I, and I just like the idea of, yeah, I love the idea of him being just cool and calm and a man of few words. And like, again, so many people, so few people can play that well. You know, the handful of guys that, that man of few words but then understand exactly, have the audience mm-hmm. understand exactly what he's thinking. And mm-hmm. I'm just back to Tim fan. I want to get that Emmy so bad. Well, <laughs> I know. Me too. Right. Really, he's, it's like so he's so good at this underrated. character. Especially this. when you've seen him do other things, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. realize that he makes it look so effortless he's in this so show. He's so not Raylan, he's, you know. He's so <laughs> he's not. In real life. He's, not, he yeah. was pretty good in The Office, too, for two episodes. Yes, sure. he yeah. was. <laughs> but one of the reasons why he can be As that. super super handsome guy yeah. or whatever he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he was excellent in that. He just needed a Stetson. Um, the reason why he can do that is also because the his surrounding characters yes. are so you know, full. Yeah. You know, so it, it works and it's 
but we'll see, you know. Yeah. We will see. Um, so let's talk about Tim and Mark, which was an interesting little bit of a diversion yeah. for the, the these characters. And again, yeah. kind of splitting people into pairs or camps. Sure. So Tim showing up to, you know, meet what seemed like a, a war buddy, a war yeah. vet buddy, right? Right. Yeah. Um, who was a former drug user coming out of a meeting. Definitely. And uh, simultaneously happens to come upon Colton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. boys driver. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Colton in a little bit, but you know, it, it sort of again kind of sets the tone of not everything is exactly the way we think it is in these right. places. So Tim and his buddy, whose name we just determined was Mark, right? I believe it's Mark. Mark. So Tim and Mark pair up because they need to go handle uh, one of one of Mark's old debts. You know, just a yeah. debt from when I was using. I'm not anymore. I'm not using anymore. Right. It's all going to be cool. Don't you worry. Is that, is that that's one of? I mean, I'm not. That's isn't that part of the 12 step program thing? Is the whole he's got to go and make amends? Is yep. that right? Part? Yeah. Yep. What he did. Okay. Yeah. So I, you know, we, we touched on. You, you, we always touch on sort of, you know, expanding this world of the deputies. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and so and so right. the marshals. I mean, and so yeah. we're getting Seeing more some, yeah, more right. of um, more. Of, uh, Rachel, Rachel's and, uh, background in and her more, life, and more of Tim. So it's sort of this alternating sort of Rachel, Tim, Rachel, Tim, and we get more Tim, which is great. Yeah, I just I'm kind of curious on where they're going with it because now we have Mark at, at episode six, right? And everything else is kind of laid in, right? So it really is not a thing about Mark. It, it, this is going to be Tim's right. It's, story. It has something to do with Tim, right? Right. But but the intro was really kind of rushed. Do you it, mean the moment when they met in the outside yeah. the meeting at the yeah, hospital? And there was a lot the of expos early. You know, it, we know he has an oxy addiction because of the multiple okay. surgeries on his leg, right. and, and you know, mm-hmm. did you try the acupuncture and the banter back and yes. forth? So you know, there's history. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you also know that Tim isn't quite, I mean, Mark isn't quite who Tim thinks he is. Right. So, as I'm watching it, I'm like, and the interesting thing about it is you need to strip when you go into the dealer's house. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is, Everyone which knows is really, that, which, you know, but you think about it, you go, well, that's actually a really good way to cook. Well, but. and it was, a, it was a great kind of misdirection because there was the guy running out naked as right. they were coming in. I was right. like, whoa, we came on, upon some crazy sex scene and then determined, oh, no, 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 this is how everybody leaves the right. house. Sex right. or no sex. So I, I'm not sure where it's going they, and why they've introduced it, but they are spending more time with Mark. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're also positioning him, you know, as the, you know, they kind of mark last uh, week, Mark and Colton were together. This week, again, they're showing them together. So they're kind of positioning the two number two guys. Sure. Uh Uh-huh. But honestly, beyond that, I'm really not sure what's going on with the the Tim and Mark thing. I don't know where it's going to lead Mark or... Well, it, it it just seems like, I mean, not to, you know, really... I'm sorry, Tim. Trying to get in, get into you know grandiose in the gang's head, but it's like it's really you, you can use Mark as a storytelling device to tell you more about Tim. Sure, so, right. So, what, so whatever Mark is going to do, you can see we, what we see as viewers how Tim reacts to that, and that's going to tell us more about Tim. But, which I think, but, I think is the goal, right? It starts to be able to know more about Tim and what. Right, but that still has to track. That still has to you know go up the roller coaster ride for right. the big final thing, and and it's kind of like I'm I'm just trying to figure out. What is that ride going? Mm -hmm. How is that? How is introducing Mark at this point going to interweave with everything else that we've been hanging out with? Right through Tim. So anyway, it was well. You know, my fun to see Tim. Yeah, you know. 
It is. It is. And, and give us more and more flesh out his character a little more uh, other than he's a really good shot. Right. You know, which yeah. is kind of. The, basically the main thing that we know about him. Which is all we know. And he's a bit sassy with, with um, Raylan. But um, the other thing is, is it seems to me like Mark is going to be a catalyst of some sort that's going to set something Tim off or something, yeah. something yeah. else off. Right. I, I wonder, every, Two every, months sober, by the way. So, you know, or clean, whichever way you right, want to call right. it. He's still, so, he's still shaky. Mm, he can yeah. draw a little shaky. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I wonder, because every bit of, every, every character, almost every character we see, almost every bit of storytelling we have is sort of connected, interconnected in yeah. this long sort of web. It, yeah. it, except... You know Rachel and and Tim who sort of live out in the peripherals of this world. So right. I, I wonder if it's just sort of a way to flesh out the world, tell these stories over here, or if they somehow will connect and intersect. As right, well. that'll be interesting to see. Mark, right. Mark may force Tim to do something, and then that you, that Tim shouldn't have done, and, and somebody may have something later on Tim. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know where they're going with. It. I'm sure it's going to be pretty awesome wherever they end up. Yeah. And but when you're saying you know we get to see a little bit more of Tim. Yeah, <laughs> you know they again, very stingy with all the information what, on the right, show. But, but even the depth of his character, you right. know, yeah. you got to see him get irritated with Mark, so he likes Mark. And right, he's, you know, he's a, a quick draw, an infection, and he's a yeah. <laughs> he drew but, that guy pretty damn quick. But that was not. <laughs> somebody said Mark is uh, Raylan ten years younger. I mean Tim. <laughs> Tim. 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 Yeah. Sorry, Tim is Raylan ten years younger. Like, yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, hasn't shot enough people face to face yet. Face to face, more long distance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so then let's talk. Okay, let's talk about Colton. This was a really interesting process that we went through, opening the show pretty much with Colton, um, uh, you know, uh, smoking, ha- smoking heroin, black heroin. tar heroin, right? Because I know so much about it, I recognized it immediately. I, I asked you, like, um, what is that? I did know. I did know. <laughs> but like, oh, it's, that's black side heroin. It's because Everyone I watch knows. a lot of intervention. Yeah. <laughs> Flashback to every high school dance you went to. Oh, seriously. Um, so Colton, smoking his heroin, what I wrote on my thing was, he's sucking heroin right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, ah. Um, another loose cannon. And getting sure. looser. Yes. Because he started that way. Yeah. Go take care of that. Bam! Yeah. Right. I, I meant take care yeah, of it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. mean kill him. And so he's he's so unpredictable to begin with. And then adding drugs into the mix. Goes in and finds Terry uh, in her trailer mm-hmm. as he's tossing her place looking ostensibly for drugs or money. Right? Yeah. Or a clue for Ellen May. I, right. I, I, but I'm guessing drugs and money. Right. Drugs money. And then, you know, since Terry shows up, conveniently asks her, hey, where's Ellen May? Right. <laughs> Shouldn't he's, you know where Ellen May is? Although they don't know. He, it, it's, it's really, he's, I, you know, I, I had him wrong. I mean, I really thought when we first saw him in that episode, even though he did, was quick to kill that guy, take care of him. I thought this guy was like sort of cool, calm, collected. He's a yes. military man. He's got his shit together. He, you know, he kind of a counterpoint doing. to Raylan, to, to right? Raylan, exactly. Yep. I mean, that, that's how I saw him. I'm like, oh, this guy is smart. He's going to do this. Yep. And then to see him sort of unravel in this way is really interesting, which I wonder, you know, if, is this sort of, you know, is he, was he already this ticking time bomb or is it him losing Ellen May that made him sort of, you know, that's kind of, that was his weird turning point when he sort of started to do yep. that spiral. That's, you know, I, I, there was no hint of drug use before that. That's what right? I was just going to say. We, I it don't just, think well, we'd ever, ever saw him do drugs before. Yeah, well, again, I think he was trying to impress Boyd when we first met him. Right. So he may have been like, okay, I'm going to be clean. But now that he's just, he is in this world, 
he, he's spiraling out of control. Yeah. Here's my thing. Uh, I think he is not going to survive the season. Oh, right. That's a- so, right? The, yeah. So yeah. the question really is how much damage does he wreak through his yeah. behavior while he is alive in this world? Right. And, and, one and of the- at this point, he's setting up a lot of damage. Right. Was. And one of the elements that I think is interesting is, you know, last season was really all about Oxy. Mm-hmm. And this season is about heroin. Right, and yeah. here's Colton smoking heroin. So. Yeah. And that's, not only smoking heroin, but but he, now he's going way off the reservation. He's pulling a gun on a guy that he doesn't know because yeah. he assumes the guy can get to a dealer, right? And and he's doing it while everybody else is saying, "Where are you? We need you." Yeah, well, yeah. So, he is he so, is bull in a china shop right he, now. He is. He's very very and, reckless in an organization that you know Boyd runs very tight. He's very meticulous. He's mm-hmm. very you know he plans everything out. He seems to be two steps ahead, and he's got this guy who's just I mean, just there's nothing more reckless than you know smoking heroin in your you know, <laughs> with your boss out, you know, right outside. Oh no, sure there is. Know. It's doing that naked. That's right. But it, which is the way I. Never mind. I'll tell you that story <laughs> later. <laughs> no, but yeah. So he's 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 all like these point guns. <laughs> you see what happens when John isn't here. <laughs> I know, it, gets it all comes crazy. out. It all comes out. So yeah, I, you know, he's he's really. But like you said, Stevie, I, you know, he's a not going to survive because there's no way he's doing a. Crap yeah. load of damage. He is. You know, he's, he's leaving a wake. A wake of damage. Yeah. Someone's going to talk. He, he's not going to get by much longer on, Mm-mm. you say anything, I'll kill you. I mean, he's got, you know, someone's right. going to, at some point, going to be not afraid of him. But the right. question becomes, who does kill him? I think it's Tim. Because they've set he yeah, and because, Tim together right. for so long. Oh, yeah, we talked right. about the military showdown. Yeah, I think... And, you know, we can go with predictions. predictions. Oh. Jesus, we're always doing our predictions <laughs> in the middle of the show. Well, this, I got a different prediction. Okay, so, good. And, and actually, at some point, we could do like a little segment of who kills who, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm going to say that I'll bet Tim takes out, his, you know, Colt Colton because we keep seeing him. But right. I think that's probably a good bet. But as he gets more and more out of control, it's 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 going to get worse and worse and worse. Right. right. And you know that's what that's what pressure of mm-hmm. you know him losing his charge in Ellen May and drugs you know those those things coming together just create havoc you know him them them coming into the max the customer and beating the living daylights out of him I think that he was really ugly. Right, he there. wanted to kill him yeah and I think he wanted yeah. to kill him so that you know there was never any because he realized when he hit um, Tanya Taylor Terry Terry. He just went up against Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it's the drugs. It's, it's this impulse and, right. and then the damage control. Right. It all makes sense in his head, though. It yeah. does. It absolutely, absolutely. does. Absolutely. I want to thank our listeners for going to iTunes and downloading our shows. We really appreciate what you do for us. And uh, we show our appreciation by continuing to do it ourselves for you. Um, but we ask that you please rate and comment while you're on iTunes. It really helps us out. Thank you for those of you who have. We got, uh, I think it was a five-star rating this week. Great. We're happy about that. Thank nice. you very much. Um, so please do continue to rate and comment on iTunes. Let us know what you're thinking and tell a friend because it really helps us out and we are grateful for all the downloads. We're doing a lot of shows here on AfterBuzz and um, we do we, it for you guys. So thanks. We for work that. really hard to get um, yeah. guests in and people from the various shows. Not this, just this show, but all of the shows. Yeah, we sure. work really hard and when we can tell 
them, no, check us out, you know, they're following people are really into this, that gets them more interested to come mm-hmm. on. And in that turn, you have an opportunity to, you know, submit a question, call in, whatever. When yeah, it helps, on, us, so. it helps us make our shows even more compelling awesome. than they are right now. And then we it's all possible. go out and we all just hang out at a bar afterwards. Right. So they usually buy the drinks. Yes. So that's the other reason. You are such a liar, Steve. Big time. <laughs> Big time liar. But thank you for all your support on iTunes. Thank and you. Please continue it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So now let's seriously talk about Boyd and Ava. Boyd and Ava. Oh my God. Oh my God. I hope I, it's a June wedding. I, and I gotta tell you, I know that you know Graham said, you know, you know, said that let's not forget that Boyd is a bad guy right? and he is bad. But you know, I just I can't help. I like Boyd. I like him every more and more every episode. I mean, he's you know, look, he's a bad guy. He's a criminal. You know, I mean, he you know, obviously ex neo Nazi. The whole whatever he was doing back then, right? But. This guy, like you know, his he 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 runs by a weird sort of code of honor. Like he's really yep. almost doesn't seem to you know. We've seen him have what what appears to be these compassionate acts at least two or three times a season. With you know, especially with the preacher guy, even though he ended up dead, mm-hmm. uh, he seems to give people these opportunities. Today we saw him when he when he did the, the home invasion. He said, "We're not going to let you. You know, we're not. I'm not going to kill you. We're not. We're going to let you go." Uh, I mean, it just seems to be he, he apologized. He apologized. I mean, well, you know, he's and then, very polite. Very polite. Gangster. Earlier, when I said very special episode where Raylan, you know, breaks, it was. I thought there was a little bit of that in this episode with Boyd, and I thought the timing was really good. Because of the engagement, do you mean, or because of the whole? Because of the whole, he's trying to keep his family together, but more important, they they finally hit on this is why he's doing this. Yes, it's not just for the power, but it's for the family name to finally say. You're not going to run us off this hill. A Crowder child is going to be able to play all the pain that he had. He doesn't want to have his lineage have to go through that. Right. It fits so into the sort of like hillbilly Shakespeare. That it is. Yeah. It's a very yeah. honorable thing. And he's doing the wrong thing for you know with an honorable idea. Right. And, and it was a really good time to hit that. And mm-hmm. was, and, well, yeah, the, the reveal as to why, like, you know, what, what is, what is, what is the motive, you know, why, what motivates Boyd? I mean, he's not this evil guy necessarily. He's not just this money grubbing guy. Well, he's dimensional. He's got, right. he's human and exactly. has dimension, right? Exactly. And we saw that, we saw early on in the first episode, we saw that he was hiding this money. Don't tell Ava, don't tell right? Ava. And we thought, oh no, this is going to be it's bad. bad. But it's actually, this is for you, Ava. This is all for you. And I, you know, I got to say, I was really moved by all that. I thought, that, I thought, you know. There's Boyd, you know, he's he's you know he's a bad guy, but it all seems to be sort of for the quote unquote right reasons. However, uh, I, we did find out that I think you all thought this, but me, we did find out that it was actually Boyd who did um, call the hit out on Ellen May, and not it was Boyd's decision, and clearly not Ava's right. decision because right. Ava was very upset about the fact that she called him out, like you know, Boyd, I'll follow you anywhere, but that Ellen May thing, you know, and he's kind of like, I did it for you. She was going to take you down. Right. I did this all for you. So let me show you why I did this for you because I have this money and I'm going to marry you. And right. Well, and I, I don't want conti- to, I don't want to not talk about the engagement scene, but you know, with with that, Ava is sitting there pouring her heart out and saying, you know, I'm really kind of coming unglued with this. This is really not okay with me. But what? How do you think that's going to affect her if and when Ellen May comes back? Yeah, well, I, I, because that's going to be huge conflict for her, right? Sure, it will be huge conflict for her. And it's really more interesting. It's really interesting to me to see, you know, where 
Ellen May ends up because it's very clear that you know that Ava that, that she's family to Ava. You yeah, know? Ava, Ava will be extremely happy that she's alive. Right. Uh, you know she'll she'll still be a threat potentially. Yes. And so what will become of Ellen May? You know, will she come back to the Crowder family, or will she have to go? She can't stay. She has to come back, or she has to go. So that's really, well, you know, and how that affects Ava and that decision she has to make. Because she'll have to make that decision at some point. And that's going to be, who knows? Well, the first assumption is Ellen May actually lives. Right. Right. So well, she we'll, lives we'll take that assumption. Well, we're right. assuming, I'm assuming she's going to live long enough to confront Ava. Ava. Right. Because Ava will find, right. oh my God, she's alive. Right. And then at that point, right. something will have to happen. Right. <laughs> Well, I think she's struggling because she, you know, it's you. You can't kill an innocent without, you know, having a, a, a reason. Yeah, right. And um, I think she saw LMA as, you know, an innocent. She kind of was looking out for her. You know, she they killed a guy that was going to hurt her. Right. Right. So, yeah, and, and that was one of the first times where she did have to see the really, really dirty side of what they do. Right. So. And, you know, with 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 Boyd's past and his everything that he went through, I'm thinking that he sees to get over that hill. He's got to do just whatever it takes and horrible things and all that. Right. um, Ava doesn't have that background. So she doesn't have to overcome quite as much as Boyd does. No. And so she doesn't have that perception. So for what boys, that's business, and I'm sorry. That's no, it was personal for her. Also, I also think that you know Boyd was really brilliant in sort of, you know, explaining to Ava why, reminding her why we're doing all this. I mean, that breakdown was was like, yes. well, look, I did. He had to go because he was this, and I can handle this, and I'll follow you anywhere. But this is all getting to be too much. And what are we doing here exactly? Yeah. Where is this going? Right. And then Boyd was like, well, this is where this is going. Right. This right. Is, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this shit either. But guess what? You know, this we're all doing this for you know for a reason. What I loved about how they set the scene up, though, was that in that moment where she's bearing her soul and saying, "I've got to know where we're going," because 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 what she was saying was, "I feel incredibly vulnerable in this," right? And I need to know that I'm being protected by you because not only do I love you, but you're protecting my secrets, right? And I need to know, and I and you know, I'm I've committed my I'm bearing my soul to you, so in all ways I am vulnerable to you. And he stands up and, you know, in retrospect, we know he was probably very nervous at that point. But the music was incredibly ominous. And he said, you meet me outside in the truck. And I'm going, oh, shit, what is that about? Oh, shoot, what is that about? And then she was reluctant. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Well, that's true. That was about that, by the way, that was fantastic uh, female analysis, a translation for that. Me, a lughead man who, you know. (laughs) Understand, like, oh, she's vulnerable. Yeah, it was right. Yeah, oh, Mars yeah. Venus. I don't get it. Yeah, but that's exactly that's exactly what's happening. I live in she vulnerability. T- I know all about it. <laughs> she started talking about feelings, and we both just checked out. <laughs> like, yeah. Thank God I'm here oh, to bring you hot. on track. When does Raylan kill somebody? <laughs> exactly. So they go out to this overlook, the scenic overlook, the makeout spot, or where yeah. where Boyd's mom used to take him when she was making out with her boyfriend, and would tell Boyd to go look over there, and, right? And he would go. Away in a spaceship, and he gives her a box, a box full of money. I thought that was a really great way to let you into Boyd's childhood. Yes. Yeah. He was, you know, a spaceship. He wanted to get away, wanted to fly away, and and he only. I'm assuming he knew he only had a certain amount of time before they ran him off. Mm -hmm. Right. 
and just it's like you can just live that pain right absolutely and then everything he says after that has that filter and has that weight so when he when he talks about you know the crowd or children and she's like children right you know yeah he put it all out in a couple of sentences and as this bad is our as future is, as this, ma- yeah go it ahead. was such an honorable thing mm-hmm. which is great they do this every time they just go no 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 we're gonna throw so many layers on this that you're not gonna know if he's good bad or whatever right you know, it's just good and, writing. And like we were saying before, still human. Right. Human. Very. Exactly. So he's he's looking at their future. And three generations, nobody's going to care. The Crowder name is going to mean something different yes. is basically what he was saying. And she's yeah. like, kids? Yeah. All right. I guess we are in for the ride then. He's sitting on the porch as an old man looking out at what he's done. And, and in his mind, he is taking all the hurt, all the pain, and it's going to die with him. Right. Whatever it takes. Right. And you can't, he's not doing it the right way. Right. But you can't fault him but for the. What a great desire. hope, wish, and dream. Yeah. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's been other very, very famous people who did the same thing. Yeah. Sure. Indeed. So, uh, you know, even though the music was ominous, ultimately he, they, they, he says, I know uh, uh, you and me, we ain't like most people, professing their love over a box of cash. Right, yeah. <laughs> by the way, 20s in the bottom, I was disappointed by those. Those should have yeah, all been honey. Those 20s aren't going too far, but. Well, that's slow know. week. Yeah, was, was, was the bottom. Week. So he started with the twenties and worked his way up to the hundreds. Yeah. yeah, but it was you know it's it's a tr- it's a fairly traditional proposal. I mean, most most guys have the box and they re- open the box. So well, there was, was a box. There's a box in mm-hmm. there. Maybe a little bit mm-hmm. of cash, but there was still a ring there at the bottom. Yeah. What's really amazing is the fact that they're able to keep a love story alive with um, Raylan's wife in. An L town, Lexington, but out of town, out of town. But they they got the love story back with Boyd and yeah. Ava. Yeah, I was and moved. Was, I was I genuinely was moved. moved. I, I, I want to read you something really from nice. uh, the Graham Yost and Joelle Carter, who plays Ava, talking about that scene. She said that uh, she spoke to the one of the writers who had the woman Ingrid Escajeda, who okay. co-wrote the episode with David Andron, and. Ingrid said, the scene, it was everything that I imagined. I cried. Um, and so wh- while I am a big softie and I do cry at almost anything, I did not cry at this. Um, this is me talking right. at this scene. But um, Joelle Carter went on to say, honestly, they wanted a big wedding this season. The way the storyline started unfolding and the mess that these people get into, there's not a moment to have a wedding. And so I think they chose an engagement instead. Okay. Um, further, they talk about when... Uh, he put when when Boyd puts the ring on the wrong hand. She goes, "Oh, maybe that's the wrong hand." And Graham Yost said, "He well, he actually put it on the wrong hand." And I don't know if it was the rehearsal or the first take, but Yost said. Um, keep that Welton and he said okay because it was just so sweet and it right. wasn't so much he it doesn't matter but did it come from Walton being confused or him playing uh, Boyd being confused or just being taken up in that moment it right. was again another one it's of those just, moments of humanity right yeah, sure, just sure. a universal moment that who's ever proposed or whoever was that nervous and it, it was just spot on and it shows yeah the human side of Boyd as, as bad as he is Right. Here's a guy that's so nervous he forgot which finger to put the ring on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm really I'm really getting concerned about my level of sort of rooting for 
Boyd and you know rooting <laughs> for not rooting for Boyd specifically, but just you know understanding Boyd. I mean, you know, we like we live in a world on, on cable TV and, and TV of these complex heroes, and you know we're rooting for Tony Soprano, or rooting right. for you know um, Walt on on Breaking Bad. We're rooting mm-hmm. for these other people. So I mean, it's just this weird world we live on. The Americans are rooting for Russian spies, but you know, I mean, it's really you know Raylan's always been our guy, but you know we talk about this yin yang, two sides of the same coin. I mean, I wonder how as as the series progress progresses how far away Raylan and Boyd will actually be. And Raylan's sort of crossing the line a little bit and Boyd seems to be going, you know, I, I don't know, we'll see. But I'm really, I, you know, I really don't want to see Boyd go down, I, you know, so hopefully we'll, it'll be interesting to see how this has, plays out. Has Graham Yost said one more season after this? Uh, I don't re- I think he said at least one. I can't, we did talk about it, but I don't did remember. Did he say it. seven was, was a good, because I know he's looking at an end game on this it w- I think it was I think the quote was like seven would be perfect, right? If, we if, we're, lucky if we're lucky enough, enough to, get to get there, if we're yeah. lucky enough to get there, right? Yeah, because yeah, that seven would be good. And um, you remember, you need to give them somewhere to fall, right? Yeah. So you know, giving Boyd a chance at his dream and having everything wonderful, and then watching it collapse in the final season would be. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really satisfying. <laughs> um, just to go back about Ava and Boyd, let's talk about her them them needing to get to Napier's party. We, we oh, kind of yeah. we forgot to talk oh, about that. I was going to say so, there's yeah. no there's no wedding, but there's a swinger party. Right, the, the eyes wide shut, party. the hillbilly eyes wide shut party. Yeah, <laughs> so we're gonna have a swinger eyes party well next. Shut. Eyes well <laughs> shut. <laughs> 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 so Ava, that scene where she goes to Arnold's house and has the picture of a, a, a I am mascot, confused, which is hilarious. Yeah. yeah, very funny. Oh look, oh, look. that's not you. That's not you, is it? No, it is not. <laughs> okay, I got confused. All right. Help me out. He got we'll try. shot. Yeah, but he didn't get killed. We talked right. about that when but, it happened. But, like there was no like, you know. Okay. All right. I would just think, you know, so how do you explain you come home with a couple of bullet holes? Yeah, we, we talked about it when it happened because he they spoke about it in the very next uh, either scene or episode that, you know, he still had to show up to work and yeah. he had to hide his wounds, basically. Oh, okay. And All he right. did. They sort of hinted it was like a flesh I, I, They implied it was a flesh wound. Right. But it was implied okay. because he can go to work. He can hide it. All right. Maybe the, fur, the furry costume helped him. and Or yeah. the judge robes, you know. Sure. Of course, I don't know how, what you do with those when you get home to April, the cheerleader. <laughs> well, yeah. So and so Napier was the judge, was the sheriff from the very first season. Yes. And he does not like Boyd. In fact, right. Boyd got him kicked out of office. Right. And Boyd's going to his party. Right. Yes. Presumably to get information about where Drew Thompson is. Okay. When they called him the Cherry Hill? Yeah, I think it was the Cherry Hill, you know, folk. Right. Over 50s. Because those are the people that they're thinking uh, they're going to find at Napier's party. Got All right? Got it, got right. It, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, Cherry Hill people. It's reconnaissance, honey. Really, I'm sleeping with right. that guy over there. It's reconnaissance. I swear, I'm just trying to figure things out. Wait, well, so, you're going to know if anyone's wearing a wire. Yes, you will. I'm pretty now, sure. Can I, does this, so they made, they, they alluded last week to he's not on with the Hill people. He's with a different, the different hill. Is that the Cherry Hill? Presumably, is that what they mean? Yes. Like she's not, she's not with these hills. Us hill people. She's with those hill people. Oh, the Cherry Hill people. 
I think that that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's what's happening. You need there. a flow chart. Wrong. You need a dang flow chart on this show. <laughs> well, and also, you know, the other thing is, is that um, Josiah Cairn said that that Hunter knows, you know, where Drew Thompson is, right. too. So we've got we've got a couple of different avenues of how to find him. Um, but Swinger Party next week. Woohoo! <laughs> Uh, Steve, why don't you talk about our new? Or Joe, you're going to talk about our news. That's yeah. Oh, we, we've we've got you know AfterBuzz TV news. Kind of that news, but it's 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 AfterBuzz TV. It's big. News yeah, before before yeah. we get our news, we know we've been talking a lot about the Serial Buddies trailer, but we're very excited to announce that the movie is is actually coming out. Adventures of Serial Buddies, hilarious. You know, produced by our very own Kevin Undergaro and Mario Menudos, our CEOs and fearless leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, has, it's packed with great people. It's got uh, my, my girl uh, Beth from uh, Two Broke Girls. Beth Bears. Artie, Beth Bears. Artie Lang. Kathy Lee Gifford, who's funny. Super yes. funny in this. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher McDonald. Uh, and, of course, Maria Menudos and the voice of my hero, the Fonz, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. So it, it's great. And, and, and uh, it's, it's funny. That's all I can it say. It is funny. really, really funny. And, you know, I will also say that our very own Steve Bottomley has a couple of songs. Get out. He does? He no. does. That's what I heard. Really? Oh, my God. There's a couple songs in this, in, in this well, movie. Well, you know, uh, full disclosure, my son and I did do a couple of songs. Nice. Okay. They were well, kind enough to say, yes, we will put them in Okay, whatever. And we can no, hear them, actually? Are they in the background? Are they, are they... No, you get to hear <laughs> them. No, you can hear them. Absolutely. No, uh, well placed, and I'm, we're, we're very, very happy and excited to, awesome. to see it and hear it. And, well, and I will tell you that there were there are moments in there where you are like trying to catch your breath and <laughs> involving someone we all know who is not here to talk. Right, exactly. But oh. he does some amazing work in that. And it is a very funny movie. Yeah, it was yes. a, it was a, definitely a sort of family um, production with yes. all of us doing things. I did the costumes on the film, so uh, there's a lot to see in it. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, um, so serialbuddies.com, you can find out yeah, where you know, we're so releasing to six cities like, yeah, right so now. Six cities is going to be out you know March eighth. So uh, you know New York City, Los Angeles, Boston, Chicago, San Francisco. Uh, you know, get your tickets before they're sold out. You can watch the trailer. You can pre-order the movie. Uh, find out everything you know about the, the movie at serialbuddies.com. Buddies.com or and follow m- at Maria Menudos at serial underscore buddies on Twitter at serial underscore buddies on Twitter. March 8th, Adventures of Serial Buddies that has everyone in this thing except for me. It's you're, big you, fun. You're, you're, you're in the involved. audience. You're involved. John's involved. <laughs> uh, you were late to the party. It was a family late. effort. Right. It was definitely it's, it's a family effort. It's Dumb and Dumber meets Dexter. <laughs> okay. Uh, real quick, two just pieces of news. They're, there's not, they're very stingy with the news on anybody who's involved in this show, so it's right. hard to find a lot of it. But two things I have. One, uh, describing the swinger party that is going to be next week yes. on next week's show. Graham Yost said, and I quote, there are a lot of naked extras. Oh. So, gentlemen and ladies, yes. tune in. We are going to have some nakedity next week. Yes. Also, a little bit of a spoiler, episode 10 this season. Alert. So we're a few away. This I, I so wanted to say this while we were talking about it, but it, it's more appropriate now. Ellen May gets, quote, a slight bit of revenge on Ava. So oh. they are absolutely coming together in oh. episode 10, and there will be some sort of revenge scenario that that comes to play. Slight bit. A slight bit of revenge on Ava is huh. what Gramio said. What, like oh. X-Lax brownies or something? I don't know. Maybe so. 
Well, and if bit. he says slight bit, he could just be freaking Graham Yost and be exaggerating right, and underselling right. something sure. huge, or yeah. he could Ball just be being coy. Right. That's what he does. You know, real quick, they are amping up Boyd's lawyer. Oh, last yes. Season, last oh, episode, yeah. this episode. That was so. some crazy stuff. So, oh, yeah. Oh, and, 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 oh. For, we're not seeing a lot of people get shot, but that cut off foot. Gerald Oof. McCraney and his foot. That was some good. I saw way too much of that foot. Oh, uh, that was a, some good effects there. Yeah, right? the, the, the stump. Thing, you know, the uh, bloody stump. I mean, the, the, the episode's called Foot Chase, and there was a lot of... Uh, oh, the foot puns were great. The, the, the were puns awesome. were intended foot, foot chase here. Yeah, <laughs> they don't, they're not, they're not disappointing in, in their uh, blood. No. Ugh, no. Rattlesnake to the face, chopped off foot. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to get our grossness in. It's justified. Right. So let's move on to predictions. <laughs> Uh, Joe, I think you should start us off. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm really uh, very interested to find out how and what is going to happen to our guy, um, uh, Colton. And I really yes. think that, I, I honestly think that, I, I disagree, I think that, that Boyd is going to take out Colton. I think that that's a confrontation that is long is long coming. And I like the idea of Tim taking out Colton, but I think it's going to be Boyd. I think it's going to be one of these necessary moments. Boyd brought him in, he'll take him out to quote Bill Cosby in the Cosby Show. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to have some jello. I have kind yeah, of a one, yeah, I have kind of a weird go. prediction, and it's, it's a bit of a long shot, but I'm going to do it anyway. And it's based on um, the fact that Gerald McCraney is playing mm-hmm. Josiah Cairn. Mm-hmm. I am going to say Josiah Cairn is Drew Thompson. Yeah. That's a good one. I I'm like saying that it right one. here, right now. Well, I want to back you on we that. Know, oh, thank you. I like that. It's know, an out there one, and I could be way wrong. Oh, I like that. That, that sounds about right. Okay. Well, I think Steve? you have a foot in the door on that yeah, one. Yeah, I do oh, indeed. Hey-oh. I'm going to be footloose <laughs> and say oh, that's Hello. what my prediction is. Steve, what do you got for us? I'm going to stick with my average. I think Mark is going to take Tim into a place that uh, is going to jeopardize either Tim or someone around him. I think Mark is going to force Tim to do something that, you know, because of their friendship. And it's going to come back and haunt Tim. Do you think drugs will be involved? Meaning, do you think Tim is going to take drugs? Oh. That's my direct question. Well, uh, I don't think he will, but obviously uh, drugs will be involved because it's Mark. But, you know, Mark is still, you're right, it's two months in. He's still the loose cannon sort of thing. And and that seems to be the theme Mm -hmm. right now is like Mm -hmm. you're either getting in or you're getting out or whatever. So I think that's why they're setting that up. I think they're going to give Tim a dilemma. I think that's a good prediction, and I think it'll be interesting to see what that is. But I think Tim keeps both his feet. Okay, uh, excellent prediction. Joe, tell us where you can fo- be found in uh, the world of the web. This week, you can find me on uh, Grantland.com. I have a series uh, coming out on, on, on Lucasfilm ILM that launches Thursday on Grantland.com. Nice. You can also follow me on cool. Twitter at Joe K. Braswell, at Joe K. Braswell, and my work is on Extra, too. Awesome, oh, Stephen so Bottomley. Need to look at and try to find you. Well, hey, yeah, not drinking game. <laughs> um, you can find me at Twitter at uh, Bottomley Stephen, and also you can hear me in the new Adventures of Serial Buddies movie. Yes, Two right. You can find me at Tamara Berg. That's T A M A R A B E R G on Twitter. Also, I have a website, TamaraCentral.com. 
And I also do Down, Downton Abbey here at After Buzz and Smash. And occasionally you can see me on Home and Family on the Hallmark Channel. Not exactly the same demo <laughs> for Justified as Home and Family, but you know, sometimes, sometimes they cross over. You're their go-to girl. Um, that is it for tonight. We will see you next week for the next episode of Justified. See you then. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.